Hey, everybody. As a courtesy to our listeners, we wanted to provide a trigger warning for this episode. Uh, this episode contains discussion of suicide that may be triggering for some. Now on to the episode. Welcome back, Fright Night friends, to another episode of Scary Movie Fright Night. Today we are discussing Midsommar. Chris, I have one question. Where, where can I hire a sex choir? Wait, a sex squire or a sex choir? Sex choir. I want to sex squire. <laughs> I want to know who can sing some like beautiful harmonics uh, while we're doing the deed. Although I don't need any of that butt pushing action going on. That was a little too much for me. I was like, that's unnecessary. So, I just want the beautiful music. In so, the so a sex choir, but no butt pushing. Got it. No butt I'm pushing. Just some harmonics in the background while the deed is going on. You know what? Let's get started. This is Scary Movie Fright Night, a new podcast about two guys who just watch scary movies. <gasps> I'm Chris, and I love scary movies. And I'm Sam, and I hate scary movies. My body just shook. Give me the heebie <laughs> No, don't. All you have to do is stay inside in your bed, and then you won't get murdered. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now you have that recorded. All right. Well, after that intro, uh, we know what part Sam loved the best. Uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, what do you think of the movie? And all he talked about was sex choirs. Uh, <laughs> and that's why that's why we opened it up with that. That's, um, that's all I remember. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. He he pressed rewind 30 times or so uh, from what I hear. I wasn't there. Um, but yeah, so we're breaking down midsummer, midsomar. Uh, not midwinter or mid spring. Nope. Sorry. Uh, bad, <laughs> bad joke. Um, you're yeah, really, so the you're theme, really hooked on the summer thing here. Yeah, I know it's, I'm trying too hard. Um, so the theme this week was full horror. Uh, and so of course that's why we picked mid somar. Um, so let's, so let's break it down. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts? I have a lot. It's, in, you know, I ask you a question, then I just take over the conversation. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> you know, these, these A24 movies, man, they are wild. They're bomb. They're bomb. They're, they're, yeah. Uh, so good. This is the second, a, this is the second A24 movie we did this season. There, it's, yeah, it, it, it felt A24 y. Maybe we could do uh, one future theme. It could be an A24 week. Like pick we could. out of some A24 options. I, well, I feel like these indie, ish movies right because that's you know a24 is kind of indie ish uh or hip indie i think one of the articles said right yeah i think it would be fun to do like indie horror fright night you know just do like you know pick a couple indie movies and talk about how weird they are uh and figure out if we are weirder than the movies or if the movies are weirder than us definitely we're weirder than the movies yeah hands down hands down so what did I think about this movie? Chris, I feel like an imposter because I keep telling you that I hate scary movies and then I keep showing yeah. up and being like, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, well. Did you love this movie? What was what was your general take on it? I thought it was really well done. I uh, I thought overall, I thought it was great. Good movie. I think that, you know, it's A24, it's indie. I think that I'll just jump to the end and we may have differing thoughts on this, but it doesn't have, it leaves you kind of unsatisfied. And what I mean by that, I don't mean unsatisfied with the movie, but I mean, you know, there's like a formula to a movie, right? Like it doesn't feel like the conclusion was like, oh, and it wraps it up in a bow. Now one would say horror movies, I think break that a little bit, but I think most of what we watched, even Candyman, right? Felt satisfying at the end. You're like, yeah, I get them. 
you know, The Shining, he dies, they get away, et cetera. They live happily ever after. I think in most cases that formula is played out or played through or however you want to put it. Um, but in this movie, being the kind of weird movie that it is, it it, it leaves you with questions and 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 kind of like, oh, well, am I am I do I feel happy what, for her? What was now? your what was the, what? Yeah, what was the biggest question? I guess like, is she insane? <laughs> Has she lost her mind? Uh, is she maybe for the first time in all movies she's found happiness? Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, what comes next? Yeah. Right. What what do they just wait thirty more years and then she's going to be at the head of the table when the next group of children bring their friend? I mean, probably right. Like like she's now part of the community. That was my um, biggest question. I was like, does she live here now? Is this her life? Like, is- I think it is, right? Yeah. Everyone she's known is dead. You know, they, you know, she, from the get go, her family's all gone. Yeah. And then the only group of friends that she even knows, which aren't honestly that good of friends, they're not really her friends, it's her boyfriend's friends. Right. They all die. And then she selects him to die because, you know, he slept with someone else and also was kind of douchebaggery throughout the movie. Uh, and, and so, like, her family, the only people she has now are the people around her. And she's like the queen of them. Cause she danced <laughs> her, danced her pants off. Dance. She danced till she dropped. I couldn't disagree more about the ending. I actually, okay. and this is, it's kind of hard to explain why it felt okay. satisfying or why it felt like there was this like relief at the end. I think there was right. just so much like tension during the movie. It was, this was one of the reasons I loved it is because, it was slow, but it was like deliberate and it wasn't like I wasn't bored. The slowness right. just created a sense of um tension and like yeah. this foreboding. Contrast that to I think when watching The Shining, we talked about how sometimes it just felt like a drag. I was like, God, this yeah. is so slow long. burn, I think. Slow yeah. burn. And we started Midsommar and we we're like, oh man, this is a three hour movie. But it didn't feel yeah. like a three hour movie, you know? Well, and actually, I think it was only like two and a half hours. It was weird. The internet said it was two hours, 50 minutes. But then oh. when you press play, it said it was like 2.35 or something. Yeah. Well, in any case. Either way, still long. Still long. Still long movie, yeah. The the way that, like, it, it felt slow, but it, it didn't, um, but, not, but I wasn't bored. So, so I thought yeah. that was interesting. And then, when when she smiles at the end yeah there was yeah. Uh, like i can't explain <laughs> what that like triggered in me but it was like it just kind of felt like okay the ritual is complete everything is right i mean it's not because all these people just got murdered right. but like it felt the the, the all the build up to that is like i don't know who's going to live i don't know who's going to die mm-hmm. i don't know like is she's the queen but like is that a good thing or a bad thing still don't know yeah. maybe they'll throw her off a cliff who knows and we yeah. just we don't even know what life looks like outside the ritual outside the the, the you know the 30-year ceremony or whatever right right they're eating rotten food they're actually not eating food questions yeah. about how these dinners go uh they spend a yeah. long time staring at their plates before they dig in but that's anyway true. i mean it's just that standard military stuff you wait till the senior person gets to the table yeah but they took forever it's like they did take forever I, i'd be like guys i'm hungry can we start it's eating like a, yet it's, you know <laughs> you would you would be the you'd be will polter and just like start snacking or something i'd be yeah. like sorry i peed on your ancestral tree but can i get a snack <laughs> before our afternoon activities <laughs> Yeah. Um. I there's just so many. I had so many thoughts about this movie, and I couldn't wait to hash it out with you. Um. 
I really liked the whole contrast of the imagery in the sense that like yes. they're like in beautiful like outdoor Sweden there's flowers and sunshine and yep. they're in this like beautiful yep. setting and even the sense of like it's community and we're all sitting down at these long you know farmhouse tables and enjoying a meal to- like all of that is a total contrast to what's actually happening in the movie which is a ritual yeah, sacrifice exactly. right that yep. was fascinating to me well and I think that and this is probably pretty standard A24 right the the I thought what made this such a great experience, right? The movie was good. The storyline was good. The acting was great. Um, But the way that they brought together the very deliberate framing with the color and the score. Like this, the score in this movie reminded me of The Shining in that the score was pivotal to this movie. Um, And they made it part of What's going on in well for most of it, and we'll talk about the opening sequence in a minute because I I that mm-hmm. like hooked me from the first ten minutes. But but every time the people are in the field and they're singing that eerie music, right? Mm-hmm. So the score, the music that makes you give you that eerie feeling of what's going on, but it's people in the story. So it's it's like part of the story. It's right. not music laid on top of it. Yeah, and then the framing the framing of every shot um, from the yellow temple sacred temple to the to the you know, whatever it was the way every single shot was framed and and it it was just like perfectly done yeah. in my opinion yeah. like every so intentional every shot was like a yeah it was like a photograph or a work of art or like you said intentional and then that the way that blended with the music like made the whole thing um an experience i think yeah did you ever um laugh while you were watching this, did you ever like chuckle at anything? I'm sure something made me chuckle. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's because that was I did. I, I chuckled a couple times. Zach and I watched this together, and there were some things mm-hmm. that were like just so absurd that it was like almost funny. And I, when I was reading about this movie, I heard it refer. I, I heard it. I read it referred to as a dark comedy. Now it's obviously not like a funny movie. It's a right. It's pretty horrific. There's some yeah. gore and some like just creepy, like freaky shit that happens. But there's yeah. also some things that are just flat out ridiculous, and it yeah. kind of like made me giggle a little bit <laughs> at a couple. Like, like what? Like what parts? Um. Okay. Wait. Let me think. The whole like when she gets like when she when Danny becomes the May Queen and she gets like lifted up on this platform and they're like carrying her and she's like trying to balance herself by the way it was recently my birthday and i'm very upset that nobody put me on a platform and paraded me through a meadow and sang songs to me uh but we were going to we were going to but you hadn't seen the movie yet so we couldn't do it i would totally win the dancing competition i mean i would Mm, dance dance till everybody else drops and then doubt it get crowned the may king or queen whatever you yeah, prefer either, either way i would win but it's fine but like uh, i think on. there was just a moment there where like they were singing and it was just like so silly i was like what is happening and i think i just chuckled a little bit there was just little tiny moments like that where something kind of silly would happen and it would make me laugh i would be really curious to 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 just to note those specific parts because i don't remember anything really making me chuckle even that even that part that you talk about I didn't really find it. I mean, it's extra. It's very culty. Yeah. Um, and like she's just kind of like going with the flow of what's happening, but it didn't really like 
it didn't really bring out humor in me. Oh, um, maybe I, I have think. a dark sense of humor. Maybe. Well, maybe. here's a quote. Um, I, but honestly, I'm I'm sure that there are, I'm sure that there are other parts, right? Like, surely there were parts that just didn't stick out in my mind. Yeah, there was a quote from the director um, Ari Aster. Uh, in mm-hmm. this is an article in GQ, and we should talk about the whole cliff jumping thing. Um, yeah, but he says, so you remember after the old man jumps off the cliff, but he doesn't die. Yeah, and then yep. one of the village members comes over with the cudgel, the big hammer, and like smashes yeah. his face in. I knew what that hammer was for up from the get go. I was like, uh, oh. yeah, I saw that yeah, thing, and I was that's like, the ins- that's the insurance policy. That big thing does not bode well. Um, <laughs> but so. So the first guy like smashes his face in. Well, first of all, we've we've all just watched the lady like swan dive off the cliff, and you're like, oh shit, right. this is fucked. Then you see yeah. the old man do it, and you're like, and he didn't die, and you're like, super yeah. still fucked, and everybody's standing around. Also, watching. I don't know why he. I don't know why he jumped like that. Well, how would you he, like, jump off legs the cliff first? If you were... he jumped legs first, you you're trying to kill yourself. Don't go legs first. Well, what's the right way to do it? Swan dive to where your head hits first. That's what she did, and it worked. She he should have been paying attention. Uh, she did it, executed. He's like, well, let's see what happens if I do a pencil dive. Like, what? You're gonna end up with a busted leg and half alive. And guess what happened? Maybe he was busted, like busted leg, half alive. Maybe he was like maybe he wanted to put the cudgel to good use. He was like, yeah. He was like, my last wish is to get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and it came true. Uh, and it came true. So, but what, this is what makes it kind of, it's not funny. I'll read the quote in a minute. I told you like 10 minutes ago that I have a quote and I'm getting to it, but we have to set the scene. So the first guy comes out, smashes the guy's face, and then he hands the cudgel to the next family member and is like, your turn. And it's like, okay, he's, he's dead, but go ahead and just extra measure. Give it a second pound to the face. Second pounding. Just extra hammered. And then they do it a third time. This is what the, this is what Ari Aster had to say. He said. The third time we hit the second elder with the hammer, that for me is when it's funny because it's just absolutely unnecessary. The guy is dead, but they've got their ritual. They've got to do it three times. Like it's just, it's the ridiculousness of it, which like if you remove all the like gore and the blood and the the horror, it's like Mm -hmm. humans being ridiculous. They're like, we have our little ritual and we're going to do it. And who cares if he's already dead? We have to hit him three times, you know? Yeah. It's just so silly. I, I don't know. Honestly, though, like when you talk about it like that, like the human nature of doing things because they do it a certain way and not actually putting thought as to whether it should be done or not. Yeah. I don't really find that funny. I find that to be pretty true and also like a downside of humanity. But that and so I think that's the thing. It's not like it's not raw comedy, right? They didn't write this right. with the intention it's just, it's, of like it's, but it's but it's notably ridiculous. It's notice you're just notably like, wow. And I don't okay. I don't know that I laughed when that happened. I think I was because yeah. you're just I think at that point I laughed on shock. the first pound. I laughed the first time they smashed his head. Really? After that, I was like, "Not funny." No, oh. no, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Dang!" I mean, it was dark, uh, but that was really dark because yeah. you there's something yeah. about seeing a face get smashed in, right? Like if they had smashed yeah. his kneecap, you'd be like, "Ooh, that probably hurt." But like, right, seeing a face get caved in is like, yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly. It really sets something out of sets something off in your brain. It does. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Uh, I did something a little bit different this movie, and I, I decided mm. to kind of keep track of pacing. So I just kind of made notes of like minute marks uh, and oh, what was happening at those minute marks, just because yeah. it was two hours, it was over two and a half hours. Uh, and so I just kind of, uh, so to kind of go through the pacing real quick, but to, to 
to show you that it's pretty evenly distributed, right? Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go off the rails because within the first 10 minutes, uh, it had me saying, oh, damn, like this movie yeah. is crazy. So before I get to the pacing, I'm going to talk about the first 10 minutes. Yeah, talk about the opener. So, so I found that to be the most chill-inducing, most horror part of the movie. It didn't meet the folk horror theme, right? But um, from the moment, and this is where they blended framing with color, with music, with, with camera shot. From the moment that she is with her boyfriend and finds out that her parents and her sister are dead, and she starts wailing, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. then it cuts to the garage, and you see red. And then it focuses in on the firefighters turning the car off. But mm-hmm. the music in the background, the string instruments and the violins that are playing mm-hmm. that that tone and that that chord that sounds like wailing, like sobbing, and it's just playing that throughout. And then when, I don't know if you caught this, but I rewound it, when it cuts back through the exhaust and showing the exhaust with the hose tied to it, then the instruments make almost like a putt-putt sound, almost like an engine puttering as they like scan across mm. the the exhaust of the car. And then they follow that hose up the stairwell and show Slowly. the parents and then end on that gruesome image of her sister with this like hose taped to her face in such a just gruesome manner. Like then the, the vomit. Oh yeah. Like the vomit all around. It, like it's yeah. so gruesome. And especially cause in that moment it was, yeah. Uh, it was pretty gnarly. I watched that and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, we are starting Damn. with a bang. Yeah. Can I tell with, you what I something. thought about that opener? It yeah. it it surprised me on several fronts. So if the first the first thing is like she's leaving a voicemail with her to her parents. Right. You and you see that? them and sleeping. Yeah. They're sleeping. And so my initial thought was she's in trouble. She's going on this trip. Like we, I, I don't, I don't know where we I haven't seen her yet. We don't know where she's calling from or what the situation is. But okay. my first thought is she, something's ha- going to happen to her. This is maybe her last voicemail from oh, this trip. She's about to die. Right. Like I was, that's how I was anticipating what was about to yeah. happen. So obviously it flips when you realize it's not her, it's her parents. Yeah. And then you realize later we saw them in bed sleeping. They might've yep. already been dead at that point. Oh, they, I mean, they were, we just didn't and- know. Right. Yeah, well, that's and that's the part that so I hadn't really thought about like her being in trouble. Um, I was confused. I was like, she is like that is a house phone ringing and they're sleeping through it. And she's leaving yeah. a message. I, yeah. I'm like, what is what is happening? Why are they answering? Yeah. Well, now, well, like, now we know. Now, now we, we know, know. Right. Um, uh, and then the other yeah. thing that caught me by surprise is when it we first see the garage and we see the hoses taped to the exhaust or whatever. Mm-hmm. We see the, the the firefighters going in with the masks on and everything and i'm I'm, so what i'm trying to do is i'm like trying to piece together what's happening i'm trying to anticipate what is going on and my first thought is there she's there in the garage with the car and maybe and i I think we see the hose and i'm thinking okay maybe she put the hoses in the house and that took the parents too because we already saw her her message to her sister about parent her parents are coming too so I'm I'm like okay I've already got this figured out she yep. killed herself in the garage and then when they reveal like no she didn't she taped that fucking hose to her face and she sat by her bed right after she sent this message yeah and that's how she did it and that 
it's just shock. You know, it's like, yeah. I think I have this figured out. And then suddenly they surprised me with something different that it was, I was like, shit, we are starting off in it a was dark place. We are gruesome. starting off in a dark, gruesome place. Yeah. They, they set the tone, which is interesting because that, that tone didn't match throughout the movie, but I think they set the tone for her despair because yeah. she was like, like, that like her starting out with that despair of Danny's character and then her despair throughout. And then she, which she watches the people dive off the cliff and it's gruesome. And she's just still dealing with this despair and she's not getting supported by like the one person she has left. And like, and so mm-hmm. in the end, I think at that point, maybe that's what the smile meant, right? She just released. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing left to despair about. Yeah. She watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like her pain was burning in that, uh, in that in that temple with yes. her, her her boyfriend the, in the bear suit. Uh, the okay, back bear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, let's talk about to- pacing though. I'm so curious to hear about this. Yeah, this this is quick. So uh, within ten minutes, we know what happened. Within ten minutes, twenty four minutes in, we're in Sweden, right? So all that time that's a conversation with the with the friends doesn't take very long. Forty five minutes in is the first time you see the yellow sacred temple where it would all end, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So. You see it, they talk about it being a sacred temple and they kind of just like, they kind of just like brush it off. Which very quickly was followed by that love story printed on the cloth <laughs> with oh, yeah. uh, that depicts like the, Wait, the pubic hair and the meat pies. That, and the That's another moment that I chuckled at. I saw that and I was like, what? This is so silly. This is so ridiculous. And it made me laugh. That's really funny. Again, I didn't find it silly. I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, I actually was like, Oh God! This is this is the method by which they mesmerize the men. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. I think you maybe notably, I'm revealing my fucked up sense of humor. I don't even think it's I don't think it's messed up, but I think you find ways to laugh at things because I think if anything, <gasps> if anything, that imagery I think was kind of uncomfortable to me. I'm like, oh, this guy's eating a meat pie with her hair in it, and then he's gonna drink period blood lemonade. That is kind of uncomfortable. Uh, but you you found mm. a way to laugh at it, which is probably why you don't get scared. You just find a way to laugh at things. Wow, you're just um, I'm, this is a revelation yeah. for me. I'm, I'm yeah. like an epiphany. Yeah, because I think <laughs> I don't know. I would have to go. I'd have to go back in time and watch myself watch the movie to see what my facial reaction was. I definitely yeah. rewound it, watched it again because I the first time it scanned through and I was like, wait a minute, what did I just see? And so I rewound it again and I was like, mm. oh, that's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. that's, that's their, that's their love story. Um, anyway, so that was about 45 minutes in one hour in, we see the people jump off the cliff, um, you know, and get hammered, uh, one hour and 33 minutes. Uh, the, that's when the, the WTF moment happens when Josh gets hit in the back with the hammer. And then that like profit kid is wearing Mark's face skin. Oh, yeah. that was that. So him getting hit with the hammer from behind, uh, that's like made me jump. And then that that the weird inbred, you know, seer who writes the book, whatever, wearing Mark's face skin. That was I mean, that was pretty creepy. Well, I don't know um, if that was the one who was wearing his face skin. I read somewhere oh, that, was that it was the it was. How I mean, do you what know? You, read? you couldn't see his face <laughs> because you could hear the way he was breathing. You you could recognize the breathing of the inbred. I guy? think so. Who? What did you read? I, I think I think I read. OK. And I've I've read a bunch, so I don't remember where I read this or what. But that it was the guy who got mad that he pissed on the ancestral tree. Hmm. But maybe that wasn't him. I read somewhere that he was wearing his face and that he was wearing his the skin of his legs. 
It was How really dark. He was wearing the was, skin of his legs. I don't know. It was really dark and it was really fast. I thought that I saw blood around the groin area, and so I thought it was. What's the character's name who they killed and cut his face off? I thought it was him, but it was so fast, and I didn't rewind to go watch it again. So, well, according to a quick Google, maybe you're right. Maybe it was that guy that was super mad. I don't know why I thought it was the other guy. I mean, it's logical. You you were in the temple. This took place in the temple. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Now I need. I feel like I need to go back and watch it. But okay, yeah. yeah. According like according to my super super duper quick Google, uh, it says it was Ulf, the guy who yelled at him for uh, peeing on the tree. Ulf. Um, yeah. Don't pee on people's trees, you guys. Especially which, which the is why, ones. Which is why he cut Mark's skin off or whatever. Honestly, uh, Mark, you know Will Poulter's character. I mean, that guy was just kind of a, a dipshit. All around. Yeah. He was just kind of like the dipshit. Like, obviously, we know why Pele, is that their friend? Pele? Pele? Yeah. Pe- Pele, yeah. Pele? 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 Yeah, the Swedish uh, guy. We know why we brought, yeah, we know why he brought all those friends there. Uh, friends, right? Um, but if I, if it were, if it were just to bring their friends home, I would never bring that guy home. Like, to no respect for culture, no respect for, like, he's just like, he's just kind of a dipshit, uh, which yeah. is probably why he's the first to die. Um, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was at about one hour and 33 minutes. You know, I, I jumped when, when a uh, dude got hit with the hammer uh, and then you see Mark's face sewn, you know, whatever the face mask as you would. Um, mm-hmm. And then about 30 minutes later, about two hours in one, one minute, one hour, 59 minutes. Um, that was the moment that you were waiting for penis alert and everyone gets naked. <gasps> Ding ding ding! Penis yeah, time. I I wrote I wrote I wrote in my book. I was like penis alert, like, and I put a star next to it, and I was like, Sam, Sam, Sam is Sam's here for it. Did you see uh, though? There were penises on the drawings on the walls in the sleeping oh, cabin. Yeah. Oh no! Yep. I, there was a, there was a lot of stuff. I didn't. I I, I probably could have taken more. Easter there was eggs. a lot of stuff on the uh, Easter penis. I was looking for those penises. <laughs> found him of course of course you were um but yeah anyway that was at two hours uh and that's when the sex choir come came into play um and then basically uh after that for pacing right over the next 35 ish minutes as one would expect as a movie comes to a close i wrote it's all downhill from here dead friends legs in the ground weird exposed lungs in the chicken coop uh were those that looked like they like attached chickens to the lungs i don't know it was weird or were those just the lungs i rewound it and i still couldn't figure it out did you really i because it was making like chicken sounds and who was breathing because they weren't alive he was breathing he was still alive yeah 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 that was some sick shit right i was was like what did i just see so i didn't rewind it and a lot of these scenes they're so fast right and right and often these images, like after the movie ends, you're like still seeing them in your mind and you're like, whoa, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. But I was reading about it and I um, and I read that the chickens were eating, like fe- feeding on him, like maybe picking at his flesh or something. Oh. But mm. he was definitely still, I mean, obviously barely hanging on by right. a thread, but like but there was still that oxygen was flowing. air. Yeah, there was oxygen flowing. There was right. air entering those lungs. He was still breathing. That's crazy. That was, yeah, that was pretty... Yeah shocking and i kind of noted at that point right as as penis man was running around uh naked um as man and as we were as we were approaching the end i uh i definitely noted that that there was 
a pretty big similarity to space horror movies, right? Especially, I mean, as we talk oh. about correlation to high life, but think about it, yeah. right? Like outer space, what makes space horror scarier, at least part of it is the isolation. The fact that there's nowhere to go, like there's no yeah. escape. And so you're yeah. in the middle of Sweden, you have nowhere to go. Like you're surrounded within this cult that is basically, you know what I mean? You're basically in outer yeah. space. There is no escape. You will never survive. Right. And even if you somehow got away, what are you going to do? Run you know, through run, the rural back country for yeah, run miles through the and hills. miles and miles. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, at least because the score is good, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music. With the sound of music. Okay. That, anyway. what you just said, actually is exactly why I thought this movie was scary. It wasn't like jump scares. It wasn't right. like, you know, it was just the fact that like, these people are acting nice to yeah. these tourists. They're like, yep. welcome to our home. We're going to play you some violin music and feed you at our banquet table. Yeah, feed you uh, and yet hair you pie and vagina juice. And vajayjay juice. And yet you can't leave. You can't be like, well, maybe we should just hitch a ride and get on out of here. That's what the, yeah. the other couple, the British couple tried to do, and they obviously yep. just vanished. So the more questions you ask, the more they're you're like, they're going to decide that it's time to go ahead and you know, sacrifice you. So there's no getting out. And I lost the thing that I was trying to say. Um, there's no escape. On. Yeah, that's basically it. There's no escape. There's no escape. And the fact that like, you can't, it's almost hard to recognize the enemy. That's I yeah. think what makes it scary, right? And, and a lot yeah, of the movies that we've watched, yeah. the bad guy is the bad guy, right? right. We know Freddy Krueger is Freddy Krueger. There's no like good side to Freddy Krueger. I mean- But in this sweet little village- when you're a kid, somebody's know, your friend. You our know. friend Freddy Krueger, and he, he tried so hard. He really to... tried to be a good person. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that's what really yeah. freaks me out about it is just that, like, I mean, even after the weird shit starts happening, like yep. the jumping off the cliff and the cudgel to the face, yeah, they're like, well, it's their culture, and yeah. they're just like, this let's is, just stick around and we, see what happens. This is they how don't we ex- feel. Like yeah. they're in danger. They don't right. recognize that they're in danger. And that's right. what it, I was like. It weirds them out. It continually weirds them out. Like, you know, and 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 it, it always felt, and I think, yeah, so the eeriness, but honestly, just like some uncomfortableness, right? Because for yeah. as the watcher, you just, you know, something's up. You also know you're watching a horror movie. So you know that something's up and you're trying to figure out what's happening. And then you get glimpses of it. Like, again, when the dude gets hit with the hammer. Uh, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, someone stole a book. And you're like, do these people think they stole a book? I don't think they think they stole a book. But they're acting like it. And they're trying to be nice. And, you know. Um, and and then, of course, like, it's it's almost like by the friends not, you know, by fighting amongst themselves, it made it even easier, right? It made it easy, even easier for for the um for them to break them apart community to like and that's what's so strange is like they didn't just bring them in and say okay we've got them now let's like do our sacrifice they're like we're gonna just let them hang out with us yeah (laughs) and And then they participate and and everything and they kind of fell into whatever role right they knew you know pretty early on the the red-haired girl was into penis man and and she was like, "Oh, good, cool. I, I, I need to get a baby. Uh, I'm, I'm approved for mating. I think that's what it was." She was like, "You know." Uh, and yeah, so was he was. I, I did pretty quick. Um, and I think they were pretty, you know. And then obviously, Danny, you know, she, she rocked the dance floor, and so she's Queen Flowerhead. Queen Flowerhead. Her. Yeah. So uh, we've, speaking, I was gonna say speaking. Speaking of uh, 
queen flower head uh the another note that i had in here and this goes back to like the imagery and and the art the art behind all of it was there's a good portion of this movie where people were either intoxicated or on drugs which i guess is also intoxicated but the way that they (laughs) used the camera to give it that like oozy trippy uh camera experience or flow or whatever you effect right, affects right. the word right the flowers uh, they, were like pulsating yeah like, like she had like a flower that was breathing but then like everything kind of around the focal point was kind of just wibbly wobbly yeah, and like yeah. oozy and like faces were sometimes just yeah, like the skin the was kind of moving um oh did you see the face in the woods it was like I a face not. in the trees yeah uh, oh maybe yeah. i did i i, I might have uh, but yeah, like that, that was, an, again, another good effect that they, that they layered on. That was just, yeah. uh, it just leaves you feel you're, you're kind of constantly questioning, like, is this real? Are we imagined like w- is you're being in that state of lack of self-control? And that's yeah. where the further you get in the movie, you're like, well, they should really start to realize that there's something going on and they're not in a good place, yep. but then they're, they're even more and more like under the influence. So it's like, like when, uh, Christian, the boyfriend is you know, at that banquet table at the end, the Danny's been crowned the May queen and they're trying to like lure him off to go have sex with the redheaded girl. Like he's clearly fucked up and he's yeah. like really struggling with it. And yeah, like he is not happy about uncomfortable. it. He he's like, he's in a bad place. He's yeah. messed up. He like, yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they made so, him take that, that, you know, jungle juice, flower yeah. tea juice stuff. He tried to reject. He's like, no, no, I'm good. And they're like, no, no, I think you should have it. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's okay. Like, and then he's just like, ah, it's fine. And then it's fine. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take mushroom tea in Sweden during the middle of the summer. Yeah, not in the, not during midsummer. Not during midsummer. Also, how okay. did he forget her birthday? Uh, like, literally, it was the day before her birthday. And then it was the next day. Like, But he forgot because you, the you sun never set. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, so... That's I we should talk about that for a minute, the whole relationship yeah. thing. Because Yeah, their relationship was interesting. The movie essentially at its core, mm-hmm. I think I think this is why the ending was for me when I said it was like satisfying earlier, is because yeah. of the whole relationship thing. The fact that right. after she loses her family, her boyfriend's totally unavailable emotionally. Yeah. Uh and then at the end, it's almost like a revenge fantasy, right? That yeah. She is given this choice of who to sacrifice, and she's like, without skipping a beat, she's like, my boyfriend. <laughs> well, we don't know. Sew him into the, the bear. They, but what's interesting, though, is she's so out of it at that point. Like, she's basically like, I don't even think I, she's... I mean, yeah, like, you're right. She, 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 she is. She at is, that point, like, she's been kind of driven nuts. She's surrounded with, like, like, like there's just death everywhere, and they're doing these weird ritual stuff. Like, but no, she's you're exhausted. right. Uh, she's, she's exhausted. She's exhausted. She's been on drugs. She's, like, totally, like drained but her i don't think has that, like i don't think her decision was an accident i don't no, think she was like, i don't think uh, so either i don't think so either um yeah yeah i i don't know that it was that it was you know i don't know that she was of sound mind at, at one point you know towards the end right but but i don't think it was an accident i didn't go back to the relationship thing it's kind of interesting yeah. though because that's the one thing that did kind of ebb and flow right because from the get-go she's calling him and and they give you you know he's with his with his friends and they're all talking crap about her and they're like oh well you should you know why are you even with her and and then you know but then he's with then her parents die and he's with her right and then mm-hmm. he invites her to go to Sweden um, but also he was kind of douchebag reluctantly as, well, yeah. well well we don't we don't know we weren't there when he invited her 
But, yeah, but you heard what he said to his friends, right? When what, he was okay. like, she's not going to come. She won't come. Don't worry. Right. He wasn't but championing he, her. He wasn't like... No, no. You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. But no. when he was alone with her, he tried to include her to make her feel better. Again, I'm not, I'm not standing up for him. But what I'm yeah. saying is, is that like he kind of ebbed and flowed. Because he could have just been like, I'm going on this trip. Yeah. I'm going on this trip, which he did do. He was like, well, we talked about it, right? He was yeah, being a douche. Yeah. Um, and then... That's true. While uh, we he were was, because honestly, do I mean it's douchebag. A hundred percent, he should be like sticking up for his girlfriend. However, uh, guys are that are douchey, or at least partially douchey, or maybe not even douchey at all. That are trying to feel cool in front of their friends that don't like their girlfriend are going to talk a little bit of shit. But that doesn't mean that's how they are in person. They're yeah. on the airplane, and he's like holding hands with her, not like to show off. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah, he he was kind of making an effort, though he was never invested in the first place, which yeah. means yeah. he probably should have broke, but. But again, we're just playing devil's advocate here. He was kind of trapped. If there were any opportunity to break up with her, it was not going to be after both her parents and her sister like died gruesomely. So if he let, let's say this is fun, let's say that he was going to break up with her, and he's like, "This relationship does not work. She's too clingy. She's a little bit crazy. Whatever. Whether she is or not, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. what their life looked like before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, people's impression." Not that I count Will Poulter's impression because that dude was a, was a dipshit. Uh, but but then her whole family dies. Yeah. What 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 would you have him do? Okay. I <laughs> this is gonna be the like juiciest episode we've ever done because it's gonna get real, because it's gonna get yeah. personal. Well, and again, is, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? Because I still yeah. think he was a douchebag and like totally, I knew he was totally. gonna end up in the, Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I'll I'll give you this. I I in the beginning before we, we, he has been totally revealed. Like we're, we're putting together bits and pieces of information. Right. And I, it's like, right. you want to root for him. It's like, cause yeah. you want, you want her to find what she deserves. So you want her to right. be emotionally supported. And so there is sort of this like, Oh, maybe you're trying to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, you know, in the mm-hmm. beginning. And just as it goes on more and more, that benefit of the doubt, in my opinion, just sort of fades away. Yeah. What, what I have, had him do after her family died. I think he, if he doesn't want to be in the relationship, I agree. Maybe that's not the right time to like disclose that information. Yeah. Um, but that's a time for him to put his own interests totally aside. You know, if he is not, not wanting to be in the relationship at that point in time, that doesn't really matter what he wants. It just doesn't. Cause she's going through this like terrible traumatic moment in her life. Yeah. And as a human, as someone mm-hmm. who can care for another person, even if you know that your future is not forever, even if you know that like there's going to come a point in time where we're, we should break up because it's the right thing to do sure. in that moment, you can still show up as a human and provide the emotional support that that she's looking for and and, right. and be empathetic and maybe that means canceling your fucking summer plans dude like but hold on but he was about to like fail out of college because he wasn't doing a thesis that was his chance to ma- actually make something of his life when all of his friends were almost done with their thesis and he hadn't started that sounds like he's paying the price for a mistake that he started a long right, time right. ago right <laughs> right but, but okay but i want you to be objective uh-huh. He his life was coming to a was coming to a tipping point where he was about to have gone through all this college and yeah. fail. And this trip was his way out potentially to actually make something of him for his life. Was that his only option? 
I don't know. A thesis he, he, in Sweden? He, he hadn't given himself any other option. Yeah, maybe he should have failed out of college then. For not, I mean, maybe, like, maybe, but we're not talking about if he should have. We're talking about from his perspective. Sure, sure. That's so what, so logic, what does he perhaps. do? So what does so what does he logically do? He says, "Well, well, I care about this person. I don't necessarily want to be with her. I care about her." He's obviously mm-hmm. like not an emotionally mature person in general, yeah. right? Like sure. we could say that about him. I care yeah. about this person, and I care about this trip as I'm trying to figure out this thesis thing. Uh huh. Maybe I'll bring her. I felt like when he was saying she's not going to come, that was his defense mechanism. Because in that moment, he probably was like, I don't know if she's yeah. going to come. I'm yeah. just going to tell them she's not. Uh, anyway, again, he but, but, is a but coward. I think that, but I think the interesting part here, so yeah. Sam, everyone, everyone's a coward in the wrong situation, right? Like, you are not <gasps> perfect. You aren't perfect. I'm not, I mean, I'm pretty close, but I'm not perfect. So I guess my point being, right, is that's what made it compelling is because it was actually probably kind of real. Oh, it was very real. Because that's, that's probably how that it. shit would go down. Yes. Because oh, totally. Because we expect a movie, right? Because in a movie like where it would be easier if he would act the way we wanted him to, or yeah. if it would, or if he was just a complete douche the whole time, it would be sure. easy to hate him. Yeah. Not that we really liked him. I didn't really. I didn't like him per se. Um, but it's easy to kind of make the argument of like, well, he wasn't completely not trying. Yeah. But he also wasn't doing a good job of trying either. Totally. Um, that's what made anyway. us. I will, we'll, we always save our ranking of for the movie towards the yeah. end of like how yeah. scary it is. But without giving a number, just a spoiler alert, I'm going to rank this one pretty high. And the reason is because of what you just said that it felt so real. Yeah. It connected with like real experiences I've had in my life of going through breakups and being with okay. someone who I know doesn't want to be with me. I yeah. know because of the way they communicate and because of their choices and their actions. Yeah. And there's this moment where Danny, when they confront, when the village elders or whatever confront Danny and Christian and they're like, somebody stole our book. And he was like, wasn't us. I don't even know. You think it was him? I don't even know him. I'm not friends with him. We don't associate. Yeah. Yeah, He was like, I don't him. Yeah. Yeah. She turns and she's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is who who you are as a person. That is terrifying. That yeah. is a real life thing. If you've ever experienced this, and I hope that you haven't or never have to, yeah. not just, it's one thing to have like you know, a friend or an acquaintance and then you see the side of them and you're like, yeah, I don't really like you as a friend, but for your partner, yeah. your lover, someone who you confide in, who's supposed to be your number one, your champion, your like person. And then you are starting to understand like, this isn't the person who I thought that they were. Yeah. That's, terrible and it's terrifying and that real experience is what made this movie made me connect with it on a little bit of a deeper level and be like yeah shit that is scary i yeah. hate it you know i want to i want to caveat real quick because i feel okay. like our giant giant fan base that we have on episode seven is, <laughs> is gonna now hate me forever <laughs> i want to clarify with the fact that i was 100 percent danny's corner the whole time uh yeah i i think it's fun to to play devil's advocate and like try to dig in and be like you know look at it from the perspective of this imperfect like kind of shitty emotionally immature human so that's my caveat don't hate me forever no okay nobody deserves to hate that you're (laughs) i love playing devil's avocado i think that avocado i love avocado that's your point is that it was a very real um personification of someone that you're like kind of conflicted on you're like yeah ah, he's kind of trying i guess but like yeah he's not a total douche uh uh like through and through 
like his character isn't 100% douche. His character is this guy with like no emotional intelligence and like yeah. does not have the ability to communicate whatsoever. Yeah. yeah so, had, they, had they made him someone like Mark, then like from the get go, yeah. it would have been, been less interesting. Right. You know? uh, it would have been less interesting. Uh, yeah. So, because if he's a total douche, everybody's just like, ugh, what is she doing? Why didn't she, yeah. she leave him? Yeah. But obviously uh, there was something there before that like, you know, that she was attracted to. They've been together for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always, you know, or four the, years. I think she honeymoon. corrects him. Oh, she does. Yeah. They were four <laughs> years, four years next month or something. Right. Um, right. So on that note, what, how do you rank, this is random. I just came up with this, but how do you rank the four men from like most douchey to least douchey, like, or, or best to worst, uh, between Christian, Mark, Josh and Pele? Um, Oh, yeah. interesting. That's an interesting question. Um, I only got to see one of their penises. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't get to use that. I'm, we're talking about personality. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I mean, Pele recruits all of them to their deaths. True. So, um, True. He, he might be number two or three. Um, Josh Josh was the academic, right? The guy who like had, yeah. who, was the, yeah. who was like, he had his thesis like on point. Um, yep. I thought he, I thought he was a pretty good guy. Did he do anything douchey? He wasn't very nice to Danny. He was pretty shitty to her. To Danny? Yeah, he, I mean, he was honestly, he just didn't talk to her. Like, like when she came oh. in the couch and she sat down and she was talking to Pele, he just right. was like, yeah, he just kind of walked get away, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which again, yeah, yeah. if he has no investment in her as a person, then sure. I don't know if that's douchey, but if it's your friend's girlfriend, yeah. yeah. You know. I was pretty neutral on him. Um, I mean, he seemed like the most responsible of the bunch. Um, although I think I did read about people pointed out like he knew what Atastupa was or however you say that word. Because remember, he was like, is it a real Atastupa? The what? death, the oh, jumping off yeah. the cliff? Well, because he, you know, I mean, they studied that. Like, you know, they, yeah. they studied the, the different cultures. So he had an idea, it seemed like. Yeah. 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 I did some research on that. We can come come back to that in a minute. But Interesting. He, um, he didn't warn his friends. That's true. Maybe he didn't believe that it was a real thing. Maybe he just but thought all, it was I like mean, a. They also all study the stuff. We just know that, you know, he was a better studier than them. Yeah. So yeah. I would say he was probably the least douchey. So I guess that makes yeah. him number one. Uh, and then Pele, I mean, he did recruit everybody to die in a ritual sacrifice. He was sacrifice, really nice to Danny. He looked he out for Danny. really nice. It might have been he, fake, but it also might not have been fake. I don't think it was fake. I think he knew from the get-go that she was meant to be with him. Yeah. Like, I think, he was I think, the one who prompted Christian to go get a birthday cake and give her... Yeah. I think cake. he... He, uh, yeah, I think he, he knew she was meant to be, that that was her new home. I mean, he kind of, like, identified that pretty early on. Um, yeah. And then... And Mark and then, was the bottom. Mark's the worst. No, I think I would put Christian at the worst. I think I would say Mark. You know, Mark was... <laughs> he was just trying to get laid, but he was upfront about what he wanted. Christian but he was, was also like, a douche nozzle, and he was like culturally <laughs> insensitive, and he was peeing on their... They were watching them pour the ashes of the people there, and then he just went over there. And maybe he was just an idiot. Maybe I that's think he it. was just... I think there's a difference between being stupid and being um, a coward. I think but like, he was just but from, from 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 the initial conversation when, before Danny's parents are revealed, he's the one that's like, Christian, you can't even walk by you're me right. because you know because yeah. you're gonna just let her be this way. Uh, totally. Which maybe, maybe from the perspective of what what Christian's Christian's been saying to his friends, maybe their perspective is skewed. We don't know. I think um, I'm holding a grudge. 
against Christian against because Christian. of my past you are. experiences. With you are like relationships. you're 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 focused in on him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. really hard to watch if you've experienced that. It is uh, it like cuts deep. That yeah. was like it really resonated. And earlier you were talking about like her family dying and like what was he yeah. supposed to do when I was going through a like a breakup period and look not all breakups are like an overnight thing it's not like right. someone shows up and says okay i'm ready to break up especially yeah. if you've been in a long-term relationship it's mm-hmm. a process of like the person not showing up emotionally or you like you're starting to figure out like things aren't maybe going the way that they should be like that takes time for yeah. both people to like figure out and when that when i was going through that i it, there was a death in my family uh, my grandmother passed and i remember telling my ex i was like before she passed we knew that it was coming and mm-hmm. i told i was like it feels like you want to break up with me and it feels like you don't want to do it while my grandmother is sick and it feels like you're waiting <laughs> until after she passes to break up with me that and again like i said earlier like well what are you supposed to do that's like such an uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> thing but it's like maybe it's time for you to put your what you want aside yeah. And I realize that's asking a lot, right? But there there will come a time when we can have the conversation about ending the relationship and moving on. Mm-hmm. This is a time where you need to be emotionally supportive. And that emotionally support that emotional support was not there. So this has just turned into therapy hour with yeah. Chris and Sam for the second time on this podcast. I think yeah. we're doing therapy. But listen, that, like I said, is what made it a true scary movie for me. Yeah. What's more frightening sometimes than like the gore is the emotion. And it, yeah, we said the, the same thing with high life. Psychology. The psychology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being alone on a spaceship flying through nothing and just yeah. waiting to die and being lonely. Fuck. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, how did we get on this little tangent? Because I, I was asking you to rank the four of them. I thought that oh, was going to be really quick. Oh, rank the four guys. Yeah. yeah. No, we really yeah. had to unpack that. Yeah. He asked me to rank the shitty guys, and yeah, well, well, I'll rank them real quick. So first of okay. all, the guy who played Josh, I don't know if you ever saw Good Place with Ted Danson. Yes, uh, yeah. So Chidi. he played Cheaty, right? So I yeah, love yeah. him in that. He's a great character. Uh, yeah. He's a great character. Um, and so from from what we see, I think Pele was a you know from the from the team Danny perspective, Pele was the nicest to her, gave her a new home, so he ranks number one. Cheaty is okay. a close second because I just like him as a character. Yeah. Uh, I had you know what originally I was going to say Christian, then Mark, but you've convinced me. I'm I'm here to support you, Sam, <laughs> in your in in what you know friend. what fuck Christian. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So Will's number three, and then Christian burns in the bear. Uh, and yeah. so that's yeah, alive by the way, alive yeah. but paralyzed, alive but paralyzed, which inside is inside of a bear skin and being burned alive, which means Shit. like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty warm. I mean, at least he was cozy, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, oh, wait, wait, I wanted to wait, make yeah. one more point about the whole relationship thing, okay? So, there's multiple times in the movie where they experience this like shared emotion thing. The first time we see it is after the old man jumps off the cliff but he doesn't die and they all start screaming in pain yeah and then we see that several other times the sex choir technically they're like sharing when they all like share the emotion yeah Yeah. and then with 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 florence with uh danny (laughs) florence pugh's character yeah danny uh, pugh when she is like overwhelmed and she's crying and she's screaming right and and they all all these women are holding her and they're like literally echoing her 
contrast that right to the what you said earlier when she's screaming after her family dies and her boyfriend he's holding her he's holding right. her but he's but just she's like alone in awkwardly her like po- patting her on the head like yeah and she's okay. alone in her sorrow in her despair yeah whenever you're ready to stop crying it'll be okay right like just no now it's creepy as fuck to see the way that the community is like doing these things where yeah. they're like screaming I mean, or they're during crying. the sex too right during the sex it's creepy but it's also like like kind of sweet <laughs> it's like it provides her comfort it provides her probably more comfort than she's had the entirety of the movie it's like this shit it's like oh your your pain is my pain your yeah. sexual feeling is my sexual feeling they're like yep. sharing everything now it's yep. creepy as fuck but it's right. really like during the movie i was like i can't figure out if this is a good thing or a bad thing i'm not sure yeah. what's going on here and i think the whole point was just to contrast that to the emotional emptiness that she was receiving elsewhere yeah. and then which you know, probably ties into like her like ability to kind of maybe release that in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking about the old people jumping off the cliff quite a bit. Yeah. That that one was just the first big shocker. Yeah. And uh I was so immediately after the movie, I was like, I need to know if this is a real thing. Because they you they gave it a term at a at a stupa or something. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it, but that's how it's spelled. So it is a it's a it's not it apparently was not a real thing, but it was a myth of a real thing the idea yeah. was like when el- when people got old i never even heard of this term genocide of the mm. killing of an old person yeah i've never heard that um either. especially like in, in in a society where like resources are limited for example it's like you don't want to have to care for this person anymore yeah so their atastupa was a real thing a real concept they okay they, they're, they're saying that it was like not an actual practice right but it was a real like myth it was a mythical okay. practice okay uh it denotes sites where ritual genocide took place during pagan nordic prehistoric times whereby okay. elderly people threw themselves or were thrown to their deaths now generally accepted among researchers that the practice of suicide precipice has never actually existed. So what makes this so interesting to me, the reason that Ari Aster who wrote and directed the movie decided to use this, I'm going to use his words. He says, having them be anthropology students helps because the worse it gets, the more exciting it is. Mm-hmm. So there's this conflict of like, this is fucked up, but it, this is really good. Like anthropology study. <laughs> um, so he's like, they, they turn into a thesis I, I knew I wanted it to be something that you could kind of qualify and excuse and chalk up to cultural differences. He's like, okay. it's very brutal, but it's ultimately the choice of the elders. They're taking their own deaths into their own hands. So he's like, it's a stretch to embrace that perspective, but it felt like the kind of thing that is extreme enough to function as a powerful set piece while also having a nature that's confusing when you're put in a position of moralizing or deciding whether or not it is just. Yeah. Interesting. It made me think of totally unrelated to the movie, but you and I both live in Hawaii. Interesting context. And uh, you've been you've been to Kauai and the Napali coast. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going this weekend. Oh, for the first time. Yeah. Oh, no way. I didn't realize that. Okay, so some friends and I did a a tour of the Napali coast and there's this burial site called Honopu Valley. It's a burial site that was a burial site for local chiefs. It they believed that when a chief died, his bones held supernatural power and that if someone found it, they could use that against the chief's tribe. Mm-hmm. So when they died, their bones were collected, taken to these cliffs and hidden, but the warrior who transported the bones had to die in order to ensure the secrecy of the oh, location wow. of the bones. Yeah. So when we did this tour, we were out on a boat, like uh, uh, um, 
a uh what are those boats called a zodiac like riding along the shore mm-hmm. looking at all these cliffs they're huge gorgeous and the boat captain was telling us the story basically saying that the warrior who would go hide the chief's bones would then have to throw himself off of the cliff and commit suicide which that just hearing that story first of all i was like are you are you making this up is it a real <laughs> thing but the internet says it was real so okay but just thinking about someone choosing to take the leap yeah because of their purpose or because of this ritual yeah it, i mean that's what it made me think when we, we saw that in midsommar i was like wow, yeah very similar that's pretty uh that's pretty crazy that's pretty I don't crazy know if I'd, do it. I'd probably, if you're be- I'd probably you're- sneak off and be like no yeah i, I mean i mean are. your belief system is so strong that i mean that's very cult logic right like in that sense not that that's you know on, on the, the story of nepali coast right not so much right but like but if your belief system is so sacred and so strong that you what you right. that you believe what you what you're doing must be done, it's interesting. Right. Okay, so I think it's about that time. We got to wrap it up. So we already know that you found it scary, and we know why uh, from yeah. Chris and Sam Therapy Hour. We know it met the theme. Uh, so, but where does it fall? What number? What number do you give this one? So far, I think the scariest movie that you've that we've seen to date. To was high life because again it was a twenty four. Uh, you gave yeah. it an eight, and that was because you know isolation and 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 hopelessness, right? I think hopelessness was was really the the big. So how, what do you what do you give this one? What do you give Midsummer? I'm gonna give this a nine. A nine. A nine. So like it scared you that much. It brought that much like it hurt my heart. Yeah. Okay. A I'm nine. holding out though. I'm still holding out for the 10. I think a 10 is going to be something that really freaks me out for my yeah. own safety. Yeah. Where I'm like, shit, I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to turn off the lights. That's, that makes a, sense. that's a, it's a 10. Midsommar gave that's you a, a 9. Ten. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. break this down. I'm going to have to do a little bit of like, <laughs> like meditation on this and, and kind of figure out like, okay. I just need to find a scarier A24 movie because <laughs> those ones have won the award. Um, so then the last question I have for you, uh, this is not a normal every week question, but this is the most important question. <laughs> Did you know that his pie was the the hair pie with, with the uh-huh. vagina drink? Were you, were you like tracking that? When he pulled the hair out of his mouth? Before that. When it got served to him. No. I no. 100% Did was you? tracking. I was tracking because she went and set the pie down in the kitchen. And I was like, when they put it in front of him, I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's hair the pie. same one. And then I don't know if you noticed it. Did you notice his drink? I actually didn't. I read about it. I read someone talking I, about the because yeah, because I, and I right. Yeah. Because I and I and I noticed little details and I'm I'm looking at all things like every because they had pictures of the lemonade or whatever uh, in the kitchen. Every one of their drink was perfectly yellow and his was perfectly pink uh yeah and so immediately when they were showing all of them sitting there i was like oh that's vagina blood uh lemonade wow um and i immediately was just like and then of course he pulled the he pulled the hair out of his mouth and i was like yep and i was looking at everyone's lemonade and i was like oh yeah and then he took a sip of it and i was like that's disgusting uh it's (laughs) how does he not think that that lemonade tastes bad but i mean Choir taste. Okay, uh, we're moving on. No, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're still catching up. Yeah, no. We should have a Midsommar birthday party, and everybody no, gets lemonade, and not, one of them it. is no, pink we're, lemonade. We're not, we're not doing that. 
We're not Ariana doing Grande apparently did have a Midsommar themed birthday party because she loved this movie. Oh, fun interesting. fact. Hmm. Fun fact. I could yeah. see, you know, very bright and flowery and, and, and colorful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone do wear you... flower crowns. I think that would be great. Okay. So we know this is an eight. Uh, we know that you did not notice a nine, the, a the nine. Lemonade, and that's what I said. Uh, don't <laughs> no one. None of the listeners rewind. Don't rewind because uh, I definitely said nine. Um, uh, would you recommend it? We, we forgot. Would you recommend this to to the team, Sam? A resounding yes. A resounding yes. Recommended. Yes. You heard it here, folks. Uh, everyone, everyone should watch this movie again. I just it dawned on me, by the way, episode seven, that. We're saying whether you recommend it or not, but we're hoping people after, watched it before. I just had the same revelation. Like we just gave everything away. So if you haven't watched it, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. So just watch it. <laughs> but it's still, you still give a Sam recommendation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Still recommended. Um, you know, <laughs> for the people that aren't listening. <laughs> Who anyway, aren't moving on. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> Next, next, next theme. Next I'm movie. really excited about the next movie. It's quite a change up from this week's theme of full core. It's okay. quite a change up from you know A24 and indie and well, I've, well, depending on how you look at some of these movies, kind of. But this has been so. This is this theme is something I'm I've kind of always enjoyed this type of horror. Uh, so without further ado, the theme for this next episode is zombies. Oh yes, because it's zombie there's, time. There's so. So many zombies out there and zombies have been around forever since like the original Night of Living Dead. Right. And then obviously Walking Dead series and zombie movies and et cetera. Um, and zombies, I feel like, have a cult following. So this week we're going to be uh, talking about zombies or watching movies about zombies. Uh, so without further ado, the first movie uh, on your selection list is Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yep. I'm actually going to withhold the years from these three movies because because ah, there's smart. some yeah there's a couple of them that are around the same time frame and one that's not you may know you may have heard I'll tell you afterwards but okay but uh I no, don't want to because I keep yeah. wanting to choose things that are like uh, more recent yeah, yeah yeah but I'd rather not be biased okay so yeah. Dawn of the Dead yeah so Dawn of the Dead uh directed by Zack Snyder mm-hmm. um as in like uh Justice League like. Yep. Snyder you know, Zack Snyder. Uh, and the screenplay was by James Gunn. <gasps> of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and George okay. A. Romero, right? Who's like the king of zombie times. Uh, anyway, so came out in year that I'm not going to tell you. Uh, starring Sarah Polly, Ving Rames, and Jake Weber. And uh, here's what it's about. When her husband is attacked by a zombified neighbor, Anna manages to escape only to realize her entire Milwaukee neighborhood has been overrun by the walking dead. Not to be confused with the show, but, you know, dead people walking. Anyway, after being questioned by cautious policeman Kenneth, Anna joins him and a small group that gravitates to the local shopping mall as a bastion of safety. Once they convince suspicious security guards that they are not contaminated, the group bands together to fight the undead hordes. There's nothing like a good feeling shopping trip to the mall to try on some clothes to buy some accessories and to kill some zombies to make your saturday great oh i love they like they like come together as a team and they're yeah, going to shop have trip. A, a shared sense of purpose in you know saving their mall yeah they go to sam goody they get some cds uh i don't know if sam goody's still around but i dated myself it's fine um you know 
they go to top end a hot topic. Yep. Yep. Hot topic. They go to the the pretzel maker or whatever. You know, maybe they get an orange Auntie Julius. Anne. Yeah, get yeah. something. The Auntie's yeah. pretzel but yeah, and they get an orange Julius, get a hot dog and a and a you know, strawberry banana smoothie. Go to Abercrombie and Fitch just to feel like shit about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh sounds like a sounds like an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that one's, you know, obviously a good, good, fun loving movie. Um, with some eating of flesh okay second movie is called 28 days later uh not to Mm. be confused with happening 28 days after the first movie unrelated came out in a year i'm not going to tell you uh starring cillian murphy naomi harris and brendan gleason you know who cillian murphy is yeah yeah and so funny Irish. irish guy is he irish Really? In fact, it might be a hard C. It might be Killian. Killian Murphy? Are you sure? Either way, he played he played Scarecrow in the uh black in the in the Batman trilogy. The Wizard of Oz? Oh. No, in the Batman trilogy. Uh which is funny because now we have two ties to Batman in a row here. I did this on purpose. Uh-huh. Um what's the first one? What's the first tie? Zack Snyder. Oh, right. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh but Sally Murphy played Scarecrow in the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale. But anyway, I digress. This is the synopsis. A group of misguided animal rights activists free a caged chimp infected with the rage virus from a medical research lab. When London bike courier Jim wakes up from a coma a month later, he finds his city all but deserted. On the run from the zombie-like victims of the rage, Jim stumbles on a group of survivors, including Selena, a cab driver, Frank, and joins them on a perilous journey to what he hopes will be safety. Hmm. Yeah. Um, really, misguided animal rights activists. Yeah. Well, how? Mis- well, because you know they're doing the because they're you're probably like killing people and like you know, really, what they're doing is they are freeing a chimp from its cage, but they're not freeing it from its rage. Oh. Yeah, so oh. yeah. So it's a journey of how how these misguided activists, right? They 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 release all these animals that that have this rage, but what they should be doing is getting them appropriate help. Have them sit down with some counselors, you know, some therapy. Be, some therapy, therapy, right? with Chris and Sam. Therapy with Chris and Sam. Let's sit down with our chimps this week. We're going to talk about your rage Let's problem. Unpack and then pack the, all of the issues in your life. Yep. All of the mommy issues and daddy issues and and, and daddy monkey, baby monkey, sister monkey, brother monkey. Yeah. yeah. And so really it's just uh it's a movie about moving on with your rage. Wait, so are the monkeys zombies? Uh, no. Are they the ones They no. they I think had the original virus. Oh. The rage. And uh as the kids say, it's all the rage, you know. Oh. Yeah, no one says that. Do they say that? I don't know. Well, I, how much are the animals involved? Like, is this like a, a, a Planet of the Apes level? No, no, that's just that's just the beginning. That's just the origin of the disease. Just the origin. It, it does. Yeah. When actually the synopsis does kind of jump around, right? It's like, oh, they release this monkey, and then it's like, and then this I kind of forgot wait. everything after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then this bike courier wakes up a month later and finds that his city's all deserted. So that's it is kind of a weird synopsis to kind of just jump from like. Wait, what happened with the bike courier? Why was he asleep for a month? He was in a coma. Oh, he woke up from a coma. Yeah, he was really sleepy and he took a coma nap. Twenty-eight day nap. Twenty-eight day nap. Actually, 
I think that's why it's, I think it's literally 28 days after the outbreak and he wakes up 28 days later. Yep. Fascinating. Okay, cool. And then, uh, number three on this list, uh, guess what? Surprise, surprise. It's about zombies. Um, it's called train to Busan. Ooh. Five points. If you can tell me what country this takes place in. Obviously it takes place in the country where Busan is located. You don't know what country Busan's located in? Yes, it's I fine. do, of uh, course. You're Googling it. Do you want me to Our guess South some Korean countries? Le- listeners are going to be so disappointed in you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I'll, somewhere in South Korea. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course it is. Uh, but but don't worry. I'll make up for it when I try to pronounce the names in this synopsis. Um, so here we go. Suk Woo is a divorced workaholic who is guilted into taking his young daughter via train to see her mother in Busan for her birthday. Instead, they go to Sweden, where she has a birthday party. No, I'm just kidding. A Midsommar-themed birthday party? Yeah, yeah, no. Bring your flower crown. Uh, A zombie outbreak occurs at the same time that overwhelms the government and military forces of Korea, while him, his daughter, and the other passengers become trapped on a speeding train. Wow. Um, This... And there's no one who can stop the train or slow it down. I mean, or the world outside the train is losing its mind. Do you? Why don't they just it? stay on Do the you... train and keep going to the next? But, but can stop? they stop? What if the train in front of them crashes? Can they go forever? I mean, they can't go forever. I don't know. What's that look? What if there's an outbreak on the train? What if it's going wow. and there's an outbreak on the train? I mean, there's <sighs> endless possibilities here. It's almost okay. like being on a spaceship. Well, that's totally different. <laughs> wait a minute okay is okay, this okay. is this in korean it is so you would have to read subtitles mm. i i like uh foreign language films or i, I guess the non-english films uh because yeah. we're foreign to people who don't speak english um true uh surprise the- by the way i've seen all three of these movies oh i think it's a other than like obviously my inventory i'd seen all three but i think most of the time i had not seen but these three i've definitely seen all three I'm definitely already leaning towards one of them. Let's go process of elimination. Okay. Dawn of the Dead, I'm going to eliminate first. Okay. Um, Like, it sounds fun. The whole, like, shopping mall, friends banding together yeah. to save the okay. day situation. But it's doesn't, and it, there's, there's not a hook as much as the other two. The 28 Days Later... I'm going to eliminate next because I like the idea of the whole like waking up from a coma and like, I mean, I don't love the idea of that. That doesn't sound like a, like a good <laughs> well, day Well, if you're in me. a coma, I love the idea of waking <laughs> up from it. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. I th- but what I think makes the synopsis interesting is the world is one way you go into a coma and you wake up and the world is different totally way. different. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we just did that a couple of years ago when there was a global pandemic. That's um, true. So, I think, but the reason I'm really very interested in the train to Busan because Mm -hmm. the train, I just, I want to know what happens on this train. And I'm, this, this would be our first non-English movie, I think. I guess it was a little bit of Swedish in Midsommar, but true, whatever. Um, So that's the one that I pick. I want to see zombies getting run over by the train, speaking Korean. Well, maybe yep. the zombies don't speak Korean, but the cast members do. They do. They do, in fact, speak Korean. And the zombies do, too, probably. 
So that's exciting. I'm excited. So for those of you that love subtitles, this is your movie. For those of you that don't love subtitles, sorry. Deal with it. Um, I actually I don't understand when people don't love subtitles. I don't love subtitles. Oh. Um, no, okay. I don't mind it. Like I, I've seen Train to Busan. It's great. What I end up doing though is I end up focusing on the words, and then I'm paying less attention to what's going on in the scene. Oh yeah, um, which in a scary movie that probably really matters yeah. that you see everything. It's a conscious effort. It's something I deal with. But I've obviously hmm. trained to seen Train to Busan. I put it on the list for a reason. It's a good movie. So I'll, maybe uh, I'll just learn Korean before we watch it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, then actually, if you do learn Korean, then what I expect is you to then. Just tell me what they're saying. Just double. I'm going to watch yeah. it on silent and you're just going to dub over it. I'll translate real time. Yeah. And then yeah. we can do our next episode in Korean. Mm, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, in Korea. Sure. Let's fly out to South Korea. We'll do we'll, we'll film an episode there. Uh, Train to Busan themed. Anyway, uh, Friday night, friends. Thanks for hanging out uh, for another therapy session with Chris and Sam. <laughs> we take private bookings uh, for therapy uh for five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars per hour but there's a discounted price if you uh subscribe to our podcast i also <laughs> accept payment in the form of um hiring sex choir yep nope not 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 probably paying anything with with or for sex uh probably no, just singing just singing in the background just that's oh. all you have to do is sing oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, disregard what sam said uh <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on uh, again, thanks for thanks for hanging out. If you'd like to support our show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then leave us one on Spotify too. You know, two is better than one. That's why Sam's here with me. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself and you guys would be like, what's up with this dude? Uh, which you probably say anyway. Team Chris, this one goes out to you. Let me know what your favorite version of zombies are. TVs, movies, what movie, old classic zombies, Walking Dead. Do you hate The Walking Dead? Let me know. Uh, you know, leave that review leave a note in it wait what does team sam get to do <laughs> uh, i don't know what What would you like them to do i'm sorry Tell i left me, them out that's okay we, we got to include everybody team sam leave us a comment or a review and tell us if you would like to join my midsummer themed birthday party complete with flower crowns and pink lemonade <laughs> i i'm gonna be out of town for that one we'll reschedule but other than that we will see you next time. Busan, South Korea. I know, but like where? I'm gonna look on the map. It's, oh, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty yeah, city. It is pretty city. I'm gonna go buy my train tickets there right now. Yeah, just uh, do it before the outbreak. <laughs>